0: Today's audio devotional was made possible thanks to the generous efforts and support of Belfield Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can find this podcast and many others like it at devocast.com. Thanks for listening. Heidelberg Catechism. Question 113. What is the aim of the Tenth Commandment? That not even the slightest desire or thought contrary to any one of God's commandments should ever arise in our hearts. Rather, With all our hearts we should always hate sin and take pleasure in whatever is right. Question 104, but can those converted to God obey these commandments perfectly? No, in this life even the holiest have only a small beginning of disobedience. Nevertheless, with all seriousness of purpose, they do begin to live according to all, not only some of God's commandments. Question 115, since no one in this life can obey the Ten Commandments perfectly, Why does God want them preached so pointedly? First, so that the longer we live, the more we may come to know our sinfulness and the more eagerly look to Christ and for forgiveness of sins and for righteousness. Second, so that we may never stop striving and never stop praying to God for the grace of the Holy Spirit to be renewed more and more after God's image until after this life we reach our goal, perfection. The lesson is from the book of Acts.
1: Chapter 19 And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, john baptized with the baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him that is jesus on hearing this they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus and when paul had laid his hands on them the holy spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying there were about twelve men in all i adjure you by the jesus whom paul proclaims seven sons of a jewish high priest named skeva were doing this but the evil spirit answered them jesus i know and paul i recognize but who are you and the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them, and found it came to fifty thousand pieces of silver; so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Now after these events Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia, and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades, and said, "'Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth.' from her magnificence she whom all Asia and the world worship when they heard this they were enraged and were crying out great is Artemis of the Ephesians so the city was filled with the confusion and they rushed together into the theater dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel whom the Jews had put forward, and Alexander, motioning with his hands, wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple-keeper of the great Artemis, and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing, then, that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash, for you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess." If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things... He dismissed the assembly.
0: Meditate and dwell on what you're paying attention to in God's word. How has it connected with your heart or mind? Pray to God freely about what has moved you today. Turn your thoughts to him and enjoy his presence. We offer the following as prayer topic suggestions. For those who create entertainment. For families. Thank you for listening to DevoCast.